Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Patriot Sports is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, we're joined by Judy Batista, the senior national columnist for NFL Media. We discuss whether or not New England can learn anything from the NFC champion Eagles, who were 4-11-1 two years ago, but are now back in the Super Bowl. We'll also talk about what she thought of the Belichick Brady podcast earlier this week, who's going to win on Sunday, and much more. That's up right now on the Patriots Report. Judy, initially, what's the report on how Phoenix is handling Super Bowl week? It's one of my favorite Super Bowl cities. Sounds like they've done well, at least so far. Well, first of all, I cannot speak more highly of the weather, which is amazing. When I left New York, I left New York on that day that it was bitterly cold in the Northeast. So it was five <laughs> degrees when I left home. And, um, you know, I landed and it was like 73 and clear blue skies. So it, this is great. This is actually a good, I, you know, just from our personal feelings about it like this is a really good setup because you can walk most places mm-hmm. um the weather's great so it yeah they're handling it well they have experience with this and they do lots of big events here as you know so they got this under control nice that's great to hear i i have to confess at least from this perspective even though it's been four years since the patriots have last been in the super bowl it's strange to see the rest of the NFL world continue to spin along its axis without the Patriots playing deep in January, <laughs> like they did for, for so many years. But I, I'm curious from a national perspective, what is the view of the of the Patriots really at this moment? Are they still considered part of that inner circle or what do people think about them across the league? Well, first of all, let me go back and say selfishly, like it is weird to not have the Patriots in because, again, as somebody who lives in New York, like those were for 20 years, I never had to worry about how I was getting to the playoff games, right? You just <laughs> hopped on the train and you were in uh, Boston and it was great. So this it takes a little adjusting for the rest of us, too. Look, I think the perception of them is that they're uh, they took an expected dip after Tom Brady left. I think, you know you'd be crazy to think that everything was going to stay the same when somebody of that caliber leaves. Mm-hmm. So I think the dip um, was expected. I think this year was unexpected. You know, Mac Jones had such a good rookie season and they made the playoffs. So I think the way things sort of went sideways this year, you know, was unexpected. Obviously the decisions about the offensive coordinator situation, you know, drew a lot of attention and rightly so. And I think there were concerns about that and they were justified because, Certainly what we saw is not what you expect to see from a Patriots team. And um, so I, I, are they on the inner circle? I mean, no. I mean, I don't think we right now think of them as being contenders with, you know, the Chiefs of the world or the Bengals or the Bills. But I, I'll say this. Um, I think I, I certainly feel this way. And I think most uh, national reporters feel this way. Like, it's hard not to give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt. If there's one person, I would feel confident that he could fix my team. It's him. So I don't think I, I I don't think anybody expects that the dip is going to last very long there because that just wouldn't be tolerated. 
So what, if anything, can Bill take away from the job that Howie Roseman did when it came to rebuilding <laughs> a team, really, that was 4-11, and what, 4-11-1 and one two years ago and is now back in the Super Bowl? You know, the Eagles are such an interesting mix of because they have that, like, it's like four guys, right, who predate everything, right? Three of them were drafted by Andy Reid. Um, one was drafted by Chip Kelly. And those guys have already won a Super Bowl. And then they went through the, you know, the dip. And then it's been such a sharp recovery. Mm-hmm. They're, I, I think they are far ahead of schedule. They're ahead of the schedule, I thought. I mean, look, what can you take? Well, I mean, Jalen Hurts is clearly better than most of the league thought, or he wouldn't have hung around as long on draft day as he did. And also, you know, I mean, Howie is, I think, the most aggressive general manager in the league, right? I mean, he does not fear trades. They don't, they swing big and they've hit, you know? And and I think when they realized that they had something, like when they made the playoffs last year, even though they got blown out by the Bucks, they realized they had some pieces there. And so then they they went for it, right? I mean, yeah. then they, they made a lot of moves and filled a lot of holes. I still think they're ahead of where we thought they were going to be this year because Jalen Hurts, I think, performed so much better than anybody could have imagined. I mean, at the start of the season, that was the question, right? Can Jalen Hurts play? Mm-hmm. Um, he can play. It was, you know, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think it would have been the league MVP. So I think what you learn is, first of all, you got to hit on the quarterback and then you've got to put pieces around him, right? Get, like, get a big time receiver, for one thing, you know, and, and then if you're close, like go for it, you know, if, you know, start filling in the pieces, but you know, in the Patriots case, I mean, they've clearly got to fix the offense, right? I mean, Bill O'Brien has to fix the offense. They've got to build up max confidence again, get him comfortable again, and then give him some real weapons. I mean, that's, you know, that's been a storyline with new England for a number of years, as you all know, right. Is they do not, they haven't had a big time receiver there in a while. And I think you need that, you know, Tom Brady can cover up a multitude of sins, right? Mm -hmm. He can cover up practically any deficiencies, but even he, as we well know, in his final year there was frustrated by the lack of weapons. And, you know, if you're going to support Mac Jones, you got to, you got to give him some weapons. One of the things that I think a lot of people are focused on this offseason, at least here in New England, is the fact that, you know, you look at what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. And I think, you know, rightly so, he's he's an MVP candidate. But one of the things that the Eagles were able to do was put a classic offensive line in front of him. And the Patriots need yes. to, to, to really yes. go out and target either in the draft, trade, free agency, whatever the case may be, the tackle position. Yes, I mean, the Eagles' offensive line is the best one in the league. Um, uh, for that matter, the defensive line is great, too. So they really focused on on those lines. It helps to have somebody like Jason Kelsey as your center, right, um, and, and Lane Johnson. So, yes, I mean, they, they need to do that. Again, like Tom Brady was able to cover up a multitude of deficiencies, right? He, even in the years when the offensive line was not at its best, he, you know, knew how to move. You've got a young quarterback who has to learn all of that but you've also you know you got to support these guys and and uh, you got to have an offensive line and you got to give them a place to go with the ball right I mean that's that I when I watched Patriots games this year it's like not only did he just look like out of sorts with the offense in general but it's just like where's he you know like where's his Gronk you know like where is the where is the safety net um and when I think of you know, Tom Brady had safety nuts all over the place, right? I mean, Gronk and Edelman and, you know, those guys, like, you know, I, that's the, when I, when I watched those games, that's what I thought, like, where's he supposed to go when he's under duress? You wrote today for NFL.com or Wednesday for, for NFL.com about the Eagles core four, 
Tell me about mm-hmm. the impact of that group, because it reminds me a little bit of the kind of nucleus that the Patriots had not too long ago. Yeah, I thought the most interesting quote came from Robert Quinn when I talked to him in a locker room in Philadelphia last week. And he said, like, you know, now he was a new addition to the team and he came late during the season. But he said, like, when you have that kind of nucleus of guys who have been there you know, forever and know the culture of the place and set the culture of the place, like it makes it really easy to drop in new pieces and have them assimilate quickly because those guys are setting the culture, right? They're showing people, this is how we practice. This is what we expect. This is when we study tape, like they're the ones who are doing all of that. And he said, so it's really easy to like show up there, whether you're a rookie player or a veteran who gets added, it's really easy to to get settled in there and and get comfortable there because they are setting the tone. They, they're, as you well know, like they're such larger than life characters. They've got some big personalities there, but it, you know, they've been the bridge. I mean, they have been through everything. They were there with Andy when things were good. And then when things really went downhill and then they were there for the Doug Peterson years and, you know, Michael Vick. And I mean, they've seen everything, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Philly special, as you know, and (laughs) so they've seen all of it. Um, And they really set the tone for that franchise. And um, I I think, again, if you're going to have a team that aggressively adds pieces, which the Eagles do, you also need a nucleus of players like that who can, as you said, like in the Patriots years, you know, they are the tone setters, right? They are the culture setters. And you need that. You can't just have like, you know, the sort of go out in, in free agency and load up on all these guys that you throw together and think that's going to hit all together all of a sudden. It doesn't work that way. You need guys who are the pillars and then you can put the pieces around them. The league turns over so quickly and so dramatically these days, but it feels like those guys in New England are now few and far between. When you think of a David Andrews type, a Matthew Slater, mm-hmm. Devin McCourty, those types of guys would certainly figure into any sort of bridge type of players if you're talking about a Patriots version of a core four, at least as it exists right now. Yes, and you're right. Like, the league turns over, and, I mean, are all those guys going to be back? You know, every year you sort of – no, I mean, that's where the Eagles are now, that those guys are – it seems unlikely that they will all be back again next year. Either they go free agents. I mean, Fletcher Cox will be a free agent, um, you know, or they retire. And you certainly wonder if winning a Super Bowl this year – Will, will impact their decisions about whether they retire or return. But yeah, I mean, I think in any organization, if you're going to be successful, you have to have stable forces there who are there through everything and who can deliver the message in the locker room. Like Doug Peterson said, when he got there, those three of them, you know, they were already there and he knew he was going to lean on them to like set the message, you know, to to deliver messages in the locker room and to set the tone. And he turned to them on things like, you know, how many padded practices should we run? You know, and they were, they could relay the message from the locker room, what the players needed. And then they could relay the message to the locker room, what the coach needs. And every successful franchise has those guys and you need a few of them. Not sure if you had a chance to listen to any of it, but if you did, what did you think of the Brady Belichick podcast from earlier this week? I did not listen to it. I saw the transcript. Um, I'm certainly not surprised that they, you know, that they have sort of mended whatever kind of, you know, rough feelings there might have been at the end there. I, you know, there's never any question that Belichick had enormous respect for Brady and what he contributed, not just to the franchise, but like, you know, just what he contributes sort of in NFL history, the caliber of player he was. He, I mean, Belichick 
adores players. And so um, I'm, I'm certainly not surprised that now that it's over, if, if it is in fact over, I think it's over, um, that, <laughs> you know, that they have patched up whatever differences they had and they appreciate each other and appreciate each other for the impact they had on each other's lives. So can we put a percentage on a Brady comeback or, or do you think this is really it? <laughs> I thought that was it. You know, watching I, last year when he retired, I wondered if it was for real because it's sort of, you know, the way it happened, right? It leaked first and then the video, like it seemed very pre-produced, but this one seemed um, more heartfelt. Um, right. You know, like I, I watched that video and we all watched it a few times and like, you know, he, first of all, he looked tired, you know, and we all know that this was a tough year on and off the field for Brady. There's no way around it. I mean, clearly the season did not go the way uh, anybody wanted it in Tampa to go. And I mean, obviously, you know, his personal life was very difficult and, and um, he looked, he just looked tired and he looked like he was done. So I, I thought it was sincere. I think he, I think he's retired, um, but who knows because the bottom line is he could still throw it <laughs> so um <laughs> you wonder if he's gonna wake up like when training camps start rolling around and like you know get that feeling of like i should be with the mm. team I, it feels like he's being deliberately coy about all of this i think mike florio <laughs> had something about that on pro football talk and and i think he enjoys being coy uh, about sure. it. I, I think he enjoys that game going back and forth and saying well you know never say never that kind of stuff he hasn't said it yet but i'm, I'm just curious to your point that august is going to roll around and he's going to get that itch and he's going to say well maybe you know who knows i you right. know, give josh right. mcdaniels a call in vegas and see what what <laughs> well you know i mean so many players that you talk to when they retire talk about that experience right that like you know, at this time of the year when they're exhausted and their bodies are beaten up and they just want to get away from everything, then they're fine with being retired. But like as the normal cycle of getting back into football ramps up, they get that like, shouldn't I be, you know, out there in training camp running? Like, you know, shouldn't I be doing all that? Look, Brady doesn't owe anybody an explanation. Like if he, for, for everything he's done, like if he says, you know what, maybe I want to give this one more go around. Okay. I mean, great. He could obviously still play if he wants. Um, but again, I, I, you know, I think, uh, listen, I mean, I, whatever he chooses, he deserves to be happy and to enjoy it. But look, I, this is a tough year and you could understand if this is the year that prompted him to say like, that's, that's enough. I'm done with this. Last retirement question for me. When do we think we're going to see a Bill Belichick retirement? I, I know that the parlor <laughs> oh, game, and I, I firmly <laughs> believe that he's going to hang around until he breaks Don Shula's record, but I'm curious as to, as to, as to see what you think. I never even think about the possibility that Bill will retire. Honestly, never. It doesn't even, first of all, it doesn't even look like it wears on him the way it wears on other coaches, right? I mean, to compare it to, you know, Sean McVay, who clearly was struggling with it this year, like Bill doesn't ever really look like that. Like, I, I mean, obviously he grinds and he works like crazy, but like he doesn't, it doesn't look like it wears him down the way it wears others down. Um, I honestly never even think like, oh, is this the year Bill Belichick's going to retire? It never even occurs to me that he would retire. All right, Judy, tell me what you think happens Sunday. Is it going to be Kansas City or Philadelphia? Uh, I think it's going to be Philadelphia. I want to be consistent because I've had to make picks elsewhere, so I don't want to change. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think it's going to be Philadelphia. I think they are the more complete team. Kansas City has the better quarterback right now, um, although Jalen Hurts has been super impressive. But I think Philly is the more complete team. Um, so I think they win. I I think it'll be close, but I think Eagles get us. I'm going to be honest. I put up a Twitter poll right after the conference championship games as to who New England <laughs> fans thought was going to win. 
and mm-hmm. most of them picked the Eagles, but there were a ton of write-in votes that basically said, "Look, can I root for no one?" <laughs> I will tell you. I will. I will tell share this story. So my husband is a Giants fan, and when like the Cowboys and Eagles play each other, my husband hopes for the earth to open up and swallow both teams. Like that's what he's <laughs> like. Because I said, like, are you rooting for the Eagle? Like, who are you rooting for here? And he's like, hell no, we're not rooting for the Eagle. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where things are. I get it. <laughs> Can you give Patriots fans something to root for? I know that there's been some talk up here, and this kind of tongue in cheek that look. Joe Tooney plays for Kansas City, and he was such a great member of the Patriots for such a long period of time. There you go. You know, it'd be nice to see Joe Tooney get another ring. But is there something that you've been able to pick up on out there that you could say, look, Patriots fans should be encouraged or feel optimistic about this when it comes to Sunday's game? Yikes. I haven't. uh, (laughs) I can't be honest and tell you that I've thought of that. I would say if you're a Patriots fan, you probably have. You, you have to look at Mahomes as like the only player, mm-hmm. at least right now, who you think could even approach Brady, um, you know, over the long haul. Although that seems like a very long shot, even as great as Mahomes is. But, you know, I think you either are looking at Mahomes with great appreciation as the next great one, or you're looking at Mahomes as a threat to Brady, <laughs> in which case I assume you don't want him to win again this soon. <laughs> But then again, I know that the Philadelphia Eagles, it's a little fresh, you know, for Patriots mm-hmm. fans, the Eagles. So maybe you can't latch on to that. That's I don't know. I'm, I, I, I would have trouble rooting for either of these teams if you're a Patriots fan. Judy, thank you so much for your time. I'm assuming they have you on NFL Network all week and you're writing all week. It, it's got to be a, a whirlwind. I, I know that Super Bowl week, especially when your team is involved, like when, you know, I can remember when I was a beat writer, it, it oh. is just nothing but work, 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 work all the time. But I, I imagine from a national perspective, it's a lot of the same thing. It is, but it's a lot of fun. Like I love, yeah. I always loved covering the playoffs and the Super Bowl is just, a, it's just great. I still get a thrill when I wake up on Sunday morning and know I'm going to the Super Bowl. So it's a blast. Perfect, Judy. Thank you so much for your time, and hopefully we can connect again soon. Absolutely. Great to talk to you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you one more time, this episode has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Bet BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.eg to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.